Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and episode 301 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me, not only do I need to create podcast editions of several episodes now of the show, but also to shout out Toph Morris, who continues to be a $5 a month backer over on Anchor. FM, which, again, is the main place you can go to follow this show as a podcast, as it is available on all major podcasting platforms. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about this evening. Of course, Black Friday is right around the corner, and we've already got some Black Friday 4K Blu-ray deals going on. So I'll talk about some of the biggest ones that I have noticed, a couple that I'm planning on picking up. Also, I finally had a pre-order that was um, that I had pre-ordered a little while ago uh, from Best Buy came in today and it looks freaking gorgeous and I'm so very happy with it. Also got confirmation from Lionsgate that I will be getting an additional copy. So I found that out after the fact I had already pre-ordered this one. So I'm okay with that because it means, hey, I'll have an extra copy to give away. Um, and so I cannot wait to share that with all of you. But if you could please smash that like button, light up that fire button. If you are watching over on Odyssey as we are multi-streaming once again to YouTube, to Twitter, to Odyssey, and also to DLive as well. So thank you all very much for being here today. The other thing, of course, to talk about is the big news, which is making the rounds. And that is that apparently Kathleen Kennedy's contract has been extended through 2024, which comes really as no surprise, at least to this person right here. It was not, uh, it was a couple of years ago where Mr. Matthew Kadish of the Salty Nerd Podcast, shout out to the Salty Nerd Podcast, when I had him actually on and had him and Jeremy and a couple other people on uh, for a discussion about this very subject, because obviously there was a lot of disagreement and it was really Matthew Kadish with his own perspective, with his own insight into how the industry works with with the knowledge that he had about the industry that made me realize just the incredible power that Kathleen Kennedy holds the the friendships that she has and why her leaving just did not make a whole lot of sense and sure enough we seem to be now getting confirmation of that though I will say we have not really gotten any word from what I would deem to be uh, a major legitimate source like a Variety or like a, a Hollywood Reporter. Not to say that those are, you know, great news organizations by any means, but right now all we have really is a report. And my guess would be that it won't be long before Kathleen Kennedy sits down for like a, a fluff interview with either Variety or Hollywood Reporter and gives us a little bit more details about that. But still, turns out that some sources that have been claimed that Kathleen Kennedy was on the way out, which, remember, has been claimed several times now at this point by various people. Uh, speaking of the of the uh, Matthew Kadish event, um, there was one person in the Matthew Kadish discussion who had tried to argue that he had actually seen her contract, that he had actually uh, seen and, and, and been told who was replacing her, and this was a couple years ago. Obviously, that never came to fruition. Obviously, it was complete bunk, and so... Uh, Clearly, Kathleen Kennedy holds a lot of power, and obviously, I don't think that is a very good thing. Also, we do have a bit of good news at the very least, and that is that in addition to the Kathleen Kennedy announcement 
of her having her contract extended to 2024. We also now have a report that Ryan Johnson's trilogy, which we've been saying is not going to happen. That's one that we have had some, <laughs> some pretty uh, common agreement on. And uh, apparently it is now confirmed that the Ryan Johnson trilogy is indeed canceled, has been shelved over, quote, creative differences, as well as the Patty Jenkins one, which to me is a little bit more surprising only because obviously I have not followed that one a whole lot. The only reason why I find that one surprising is because that was kind of a big selling point of one of the Disney investor calls. Uh, I forget exactly what it was, but remember there was the, the video months ago where they were saying, look at all this amazing stuff that we're doing, and it was all trying to you know, make investors really happy about all the projects that they were being worked on, right? There were some uh, titles that they just literally had a title card for with no other information, and one of the biggest things they had was, hey, Patty Jenkins, she's going to come in, and she's going to do a Star Wars film. Remember, they had that whole thing about her saying, I love Star Wars, and I grew up with it. So apparently, that is now shelved as well. Now, Personally, I think that's actually a pretty good call because uh, Patty Jenkins, again, nothing against her personally, but Wonder Woman 1984 sucked. That movie was atrocious. Uh, the fact that Warner Brothers is still working with her with an apparent Wonder Woman 3 boggles my mind. Uh, so I don't know if that was just Disney's way of creative differences, just meaning, hey, we really don't want to work with you because uh, we don't really trust you, or whether or not it actually was just, again, Kathleen Kennedy's Lucasfilm continuing to be the massive uh, crap hole that it actually is. So anyway, hello everyone once again. We'll dive into all of those stories and show those articles. And again, very excited to show some of the current Blu-ray and 4K deals as well. But let's say hello to some people who are in the chat. We got Keely Chow over on YouTube. Hail to you, Keely. Thank you very much for being here. Also, Snorapupus Cuber was the first one in here. Unfortunately, the chat uh, was not up yet on Restream, and so I was not able to highlight that. But Snorapupus, I see you. Thank you for being here early. Uh, Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, hail to you, saying that a Spider-Man trailer is dropping later. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly am not really all that interested in the Spider-Man film. I know that there are a lot of people that are excited to see, hey, what, what kind of stuff are they going to reveal? But but to me, I, I think that all they're going to do, based on what has been uh, teased, what has possibly even been leaked by the likes of uh, imbeciles like John Campia, we can probably guess that they're going to try and sell us on nostalgia. And though I know a lot of people would love to be sold nostalgia when it comes to the Spider-Man franchise, for me... I always try to take that with a giant grain of salt because, okay, it might have nostalgia, does not mean that it's going to be a good film, does not mean that it's going to be a film worth watching, does not mean that it's going to fix any of the major issues that have existed for a, a long time in, you know, the MCU, and of course now more recently in the MCU with the shows and with the more recent films. So I... I honestly just think it. I think that what they're basically prepping themselves for is a giant mess. Is what I really think. I think that they're going to have it bloated, filled to the brim with a crap ton of players. You know, a crap ton of actors, a crap ton of characters, and it's it's going to lose 
everything, right? It's going to miss the forest for the trees, as often is the saying there. Brian Barth, hail to you. Thank you for being in the chat. We got Matthew Highland in the chat as well. Tina B in the chat, Empress of the Universe. Thanks for being here and for reminding everybody, if you have a comment or a question on any platform that you might be watching on, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment at Odin. Let's me know that you're trying to get my attention, and I will read your comments, as long as it does not get skipped. If you are a member on YouTube, though, one of the perks of the memberships on YouTube is that you do not have to worry about it. But, of course, it does still help, even if you are a member, if you do have that tag. And if you are not talking to me, then at least tag the people that you are talking to, so that way I don't highlight your message. Father Christopher Miller in the chat, what's going on? Joey Horn in the chat, hail to you. Good sir, Orange at Reviews is a member. Says, hey, all got the niece watching with me. Well, hello. Hello, niece of the orange hat. Orange hat niece. Or should I say niche? <laughs> if you get that reference. Ten cookies. Ten digital cookies. Liger fan, what's going on, bruh? Been, been a while. Glad to have you back in the chat. Bruce, what's going on, bruv? Welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. We got Forever Sci-Fi in the chat hanging out. What's going on, Forever Sci-Fi? Thank you very much for being here. We got Rob D tagging early, saying, Hello, Odin. Hope they actually have Black Friday deals on Nintendo Switches. I've had Mario 3D All-Stars since March with no way to play it. Wait, you picked up the game before you picked up the system? That seems kind of counterintuitive. Um, yeah, they, they, they might have them on the older LCD version, now that they're really trying to push the OLED. But... I don't really, I'm not an expert on video game systems, but I don't feel like Switches typically go on sale, or if they do go on sale, that they're any good. The only thing I can think of that they could potentially would do would not be to put the Switch on sale, but to like bundle it and to say, oh, if you buy a Switch during the Black Friday season, you can get, you know, X game, you know, you can get, you know, one or two different games, right? I think that that potentially could be something. Uh, that could happen with that. But again, I am no expert on video game systems by any means. Hound uh, 3000, hello to you. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. We've got Sonar Poopus Cuber, who's a member, says, I will always suspect that Kathleen Kennedy has the goods on some people, and they know it. Yeah, I know that there are definitely people out there that think that is what is going on. But again, I, I go back to the conversation having with Matthew Kadish. I think it's just that she has been in the industry now for a long time. So, therefore, she does have power. She has very powerful friends, especially. Can't ignore the connection, of course, to her husband, who is also a major producer as well. I think all of those things are factors. You know, whether or not she has dirt on anyone is pure speculation. Uh, but I think that what we can say, based on the information available to us, is that she clearly has um, a lot of connections, enough so that she can drive the entire Star Wars franchise into the ground and still get her contract extended twice. Yeah, keep that in mind. Her contract's been extended at least twice since the Star Wars debacle began. And again, multiple people with multiple, quote, sources have claimed, again, it's not just been one person, it's been a couple people now, Claim that she was on the way out and that they had verifiable information and sources. And at this point, both turned out to be bunk. We already knew about the first one being bunk. Uh, again, someone who we found out because of that conversation with Matthew Kadish was just a cosplayer. And had really no knowledge of anything. Really had no connections to anyone. And so was clearly just trying to use his time as a cosplayer 
to try and and build himself up as something more than what he actually had. And uh, there are still some people that I think still somehow hold to that as well. Uh, Tina, of course, is just wanting everything just to to, to burn. Uh, I see I see the all the caps, all the cap capital letters in the chat. Tina, it's okay. Forever Sci-Fi uh, says here, as annoying as the Ali Kennedy news was today, I saw something more troubling. A guy in a Prius alone wearing a mask who pulled it down to drink coffee and then pulled it back up. That is pretty disturbing. I have seen that a lot myself. I have actually seen that a lot myself, even here in the uh, Chattanooga area. I've seen people driving by themselves with masks on, which is just so silly. Like, to me, that is just the silliest thing. And is so counterintuitive, but it really, it, it is not surprising. It actually makes sense. Because think about how, even though we can talk about how ratings of mainstream media news outlets have has been dropping and plummeting, there's still people that watch them. There, there's still thousands upon thousands of that millions of people that watch the likes of CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, etc. And buy all of the crap, buy everything that, that they are fed. And I think that we really have to keep that in mind that these people, unfortunately, are being fed bunk information and it's causing them to look completely foolish. It really is. And it's sad. It makes me quite sad. We're also live over on Odyssey as well. The R over there with the three people watching. Thank you very much for watching over on Odyssey. He just says, Hail Odin. Well, thank you for tagging me. I appreciate it, man. Much love to the Odyssey fam. As you all know, I do fall behind typically in the chat. I know there's also some other things going on. I literally was just getting off of the uh, Nick Riccata, uh stream as the jury in the uh, court case has uh, gone home for the evening. So no, no verdicts as of today, but his streams have been phenomenal. It's just been fascinating to listen to him and all of these other lawyers talk about all of these different aspects. You know, no matter where you fall politically, I think that it's just a fascinating subject. And it's actually something that uh, came up even during one of the moral discussions that we had uh, during during one of my classes today. Because one of the moral topics that that some of the, you know, we have groups that, you know, they pick a moral topic, they do research on it. And so one of the topics that typically comes up is the death penalty. And so it was interesting because uh, some, you know, some comments were being made about about trials and, and, you know, how do we make sure that trials are fair? And it's just incredibly interesting how a lot of a lot of these kids just don't have any idea how trials work, how evidence works. And and I've I found myself saying, you know what? I didn't know a lot either until I really started to pay attention, especially uh, during this case. I remember I was I was watching a few of the Rakeda streams and videos back during um, one of the other cases that happened. And now, obviously, this one has just blown up, which, again, uh, shout out to him for for just having a very successful stream and just a very successful run on this. So I, I've been learning a lot. And it's it's for a, I, I think it's for the best that we know these things, that we know our own rights, that we know how these systems work, and also that some of these things, you know, they, they need some reform, especially our laws. Bruce says, speculation on my part. Sounds like when Catherine was younger and hotter, she got blackmail material on some high-profile people. Wonder how. Yeah, again, some people will say that. I I will stay away from it. G-Man, two minutes ago, thank you for the $5. Super chat. Says, Odin, we're talking about Hollywood here. Everyone has dirt on everyone. Oh, no, I'm not saying that she doesn't have dirt on anybody. What I'm saying is I don't think that's the reason why, or the sole reason, or the primary reason why she still has a job. I just don't see that. I just don't think that 
holds a lot of water when you just look to the facts of how long she's been in the industry, who she's married to, and also who she's friends with. I think that, to me, makes a lot more sense. I think that, to me, is where we should be kind of putting our focus more so than on the speculation. I know the speculation stuff can be a lot of fun, but I, again, I, I try to avoid it when I can. I definitely fall into it from time to time, but I try to avoid it. Super Anime Gamer says, hey, what's going on, Super? Glad to have you here. Very much appreciate you being in the chat. We got Rob D tagging again to say here, Disney will officially announce on Christmas Day that Kathleen Kennedy's contract is renewed for the next 30 years and Dave Filoni and John Favreau will be let go. Wouldn't that be something? Like, that would be, I think, one of the, uh, you know, yeah, biggest slaps of the face and also it wouldn't surprise me. At, at this point, nothing. I don't think anything would, would really surprise me. Right, the fact that they they've come out to say Kathleen Kennedy's contract's been extended, uh, or at least that's what the report is that that Ryan Johnson's trilogy is canceled. I mean, you have all of these things coming out. Some things that we've known for a long time. Some things that we've had pretty good ideas for a long time at this point. But if any of the opposites had happened, it wouldn't surprise me. It really would not. We're living in an age of just of just craziness. We're living in an age of just things that are completely insane and not in the best way. Andrew Hayes, what's going on? Kara Tharp, what's going on, Kara? Thank you for being here, for being a member on the channel. Laura, the modern major general of the story, says, Hey, you mean the cosplayer wasn't a reliable source? Shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Shocked. Yes, he wasn't. Laura remembers that stream. Yeah, it was one of the best streams because it just really, like, I had been on, you know, I was very much, this was back in what, 2018 when this first happened. I was very much on the, no, it, it makes sense for Kathleen Kennedy to be on the way out. It just made, again, I was thinking at it. I was thinking about it from an outsider's perspective of, no, I'm looking at the product. I'm looking at the results, right? I'm looking at the audiences being cut in half with the last Jedi. This to me just spells such disaster. Uh, solo star Wars story had just lost a hundred million dollars. So I was looking at the numbers and I was saying, how, how do you not get to this point? And then, Matthew Cage was just able to come in and kind of, you know, point out saying that's just not how Hollywood works. It just, it's not, it's not the real world. Basically. It's not how you or I would think it's, it's, it's about all of these power plays and these relationships and who, you know, and, and it again, just opened my eyes to it. And when we actually ended up having that really big discussion, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how Matthew was not even trying to tear anyone apart. He was just asking legitimate questions because over the course of the discussion, uh, the guy basically was just slowly revealing certain things and about like, you know, how he had access to information. And, you know, Matthew was just like, wait, wait. So you used to work for Lucasfilm, you know, oh, what, what kind of stuff did you do? And he's like, I was a contractor. And that makes it sound legitimate, right? You're like, oh, you were a contractor working for Lucas. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. And then it turns out, oh, he was a cosplayer. Like, that's what he meant by a contractor. And if you know anything just about the way things work in general, a cosplayer is not going to have access to high-level executive producer contracts. That That's just not how it works. Even if you make a lot of friends. Even if you make friends in high places by doing that kind of work. To say that you would have access to a contract is ridiculous. So that was the first big thing, right? And and it was exposed. Like from that point on, it was like 
it was done. Like that that guy's argument was done. There was just nothing. There was just nothing left for that argument to, to really hold any water with. And from that point on, I was like, no, nah, dude, I'm, I'm going with Kadish on this one. I, I think that he is spot on here. I think that he is uh, completely, uh, you know, accurate in this. And I could still see it going either way. But guess, guess Kadish was correct. We're now in 2021, right? Well past the time that she was supposed to have been replaced. Because the other thing that the contractor, supposed contractor, was saying was, oh, her replacement's currently filming out of country, but will be back in country by X time. Never happened. None of it ever happened. Um, and, of course, now here we are today, 2024. And, of course, we've now had other people come out to say, I have sources, and I have this, and I have that. And, it's, again, it's not meant to be an attack against anyone. It's meant merely to say... That's the reason why we need verifiable information. And this is the reason why we always need to run uh, warnings, right? With saying, hey, this is just a pure rumor. But it's one thing to say this is a rumor based off of like leakers that have proven to be reliable in the past. It's another to claim, hey, I've got my own legitimate sources and, you know, basically turning the rumor into something more than a rumor. Like, even if you say it's a rumor, if you try to prop it up by saying, I've got people on the inside, you start to see that people watching that and people consuming that will then easily twist it to say, okay, then it's more than just rumor at this point. So, again, we don't have any of the big wigs reporting it yet, but we do have the mid-tier ones that typically don't post a lot of retractions. So at this point, it is a report, but as I said, uh, I would not be surprised if someone like Hollywood Reporter or Variety was working on a fluff piece interview with her, because again, she is a mainstream Hollywood producer, and she's got a lot of powerful friends. She's married to a very powerful friend, so it makes complete sense why she is still holding on to power. But Laura, thank you for being in the chat. I appreciate it. Alex McCarthy, what's going on, bruv? Says, howdy, Odin, how's it going? Dealing with some bad chicken. Hard to hold the phone to to type, but I'm here-ish. How's Thor? Some bad chicken? Why are you eating the bad chicken then? Um, But anyway, uh, baby Thor's doing fine. Doing just fine. Let's see. Orange Hat says, was there an official statement from Disney or Lucasfilm? If not, I won't speak on the Kathleen Kennedy situation. Uh, no, there has not been yet. But as I said, it, it's not. If it was just coming from We Got This Covered, if it was just coming from, you know, Cosmic Book News or, or you know, places like that, which, you know, sometimes can get information. Most of the time is is rumor mill stuff. We're not getting it there, but we are getting it from places like Screen Rant, CBR, Collider. So, again, not great news organizations even the big wigs like variety and deadline i would still also say not good news organizations but when it's starting to come from places like screen rant and like these mid-tier ones you know that there's something coming down the pipe as far as you know some type of official interview or something to that effect so i know that there's gonna be some people gonna say like well it hasn't been confirmed it hasn't been confirmed okay is there a is there a chance that this all gets thrown out under the bus Sure. Is there a good chance of that happening? No. And I think, again, we really need to stop kind of fooling ourselves. Because the same type of thing of, oh, it hasn't been confirmed. Same thing happened back in 2018. 
And eventually the dates passed and they passed and they passed and she was still in power. So I think it's time for us to say, okay, this is the report. It's coming from one of the mid-tier news agencies, multiple mid-tier news agencies, and so therefore it is likely legitimate. I, I don't think that she's going anywhere. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the alternate. If we hear anything, it, it might be a, oh, more details as to how long she's going to stay on or, or more details into uh, what the deal is going to actually look like. But to say that it's going to be the other way is, is, again, I think foolish. I think foolish. Echo Base Network, what's going on, bruv? Welcome back. Forever Sci-Fi says, that's Jeremy John's main problem with the new Ghostbusters. So many member berries that it interferes with the story. Ah, I'm sorry to see. I'm, I'm sad to hear that, but I'm also glad that I have not watched his review. I saw that it dropped earlier. Um, I, I really want to go into that film as blind as I can. I got my IMAX ticket for the Thursday night premiere. So I'm, I'm very excited to go see it. Um, can't wait to be able to give my own thoughts on it. And uh, yeah, I recommend that for everyone just to... You know, try and go into that, and just like with other films, it's better to go in uh, blind on a lot of things, especially if they're ones that you kind of have like hopes for. Andrew Hayes says, "Oh, Spider-Man: No Way Home isn't a mess, but I can understand where you're coming from. What is supposed to come next for the MCU after Spider-Man? So we have Spider-Man. Uh, then next year, it's kind of a mixed bag because of random delays, but uh, you're gonna have at some point next year the Doctor Strange film. You have was it the Marvels?" That's the cuts that they come out next year. And then there is also another film set to come out next year. I believe I think it's two or three films next year, but all the films have been just delayed. And to the point where I just, one, I don't care, but also two, it's just, it's hard to keep track and keep up with these things. Uh, one commandment. Welcome back to uh, the uh, chat. Glad to see you here. Forever Sci-Fi, Spider-Man will just remind us of how good Toby was and how weak Holland is. And again, I think that there's going to be people that are going to say that who are fans in that way. But I also think that there's also going to be uh, people that might say the opposite, right? Because here's the thing. We're dealing with a generation of people that like Tom Holland, maybe not as a, you know, comic book fan who knows the history and knows the lore and knows what a good Peter Parker and knows what a good Spider-Man is, but someone who's just like, no, I like Tom Holland. A lot of people like Tom Holland. I know that a lot of people don't like him as Spider-Man. A lot of people don't like him as, um, a lot of people don't like him as Peter Parker, but people just like him. Again, you don't have to like him. You don't have to like him at all. But the fact is that a lot of people do. So, I think there's going to be some people who are going to say, oh, I don't know why all of those, you know, again, obviously that it's not really boomers, but you know, I don't know why all those boomers are all fans of Tobey Maguire. And you'll have, you'll have it being said in both directions. So just be ready for that. Uh, Matthew Highland says that troll in your comments, spamming the same 10 messages to everyone saying Eternals was bad or not going to make money back was very annoying. The person needs to cope with facts. Um, I, oh, yeah, I must have missed that. Yeah, because I only get notified when people put comments in the pinned comment. Um, thank the Lord I don't have other notifications on because I, I, I would get kind of bombarded with, with stuff like that. No, that's annoying. If, if you are going to ever spam like that, you're, you, you're not going to make it in, in, in my comment section. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna nuke you <laughs> in my comment section because that's harassment. Uh, it is harassment. And and here's the other thing too. I know that there are a lot of other people that do not agree with my take. They do not agree with my take that there is a chance, and I would say a fairly good chance, that Eternals breaks even based off of the reported numbers. If you're going to dive into what about this and what about that, okay, those aren't the reported numbers. All I can do is work with the numbers that we have in front of us. The fact is, is the is the movie is not doing well domestically. I, I, I admit that straight up. It is not doing well domestically. It's going to be one of the worst domestic releases in MCU history, but it is doing well internationally, or at least a lot better internationally than some of the other films. So we'll see what the week three drop's going to be. We'll see if Ghostbusters is able to, um, we'll see if, if Ghostbusters is able to provide not just domestic competition, because there's no doubt in my mind that Ghostbusters is going to blow um, that film out of the water domestically. I really do firmly believe that. But internationally, I think that's where the bigger question is because if it can dive into the international market and take away a lot of money from Eternals, that could have a huge impact on its bottom line. But where it dropped 61% weekend, and it dropped 61% week one to week two domestically, it only dropped about 49% internationally week one to week two. So you got to always take those things into account. But I do apologize for the troll in the chat. And some people just don't like hearing things that don't go along with what other people say. And I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Daniel Thorne, what's going on on DLive? He says, multiple people will be daring to stream during your stream. And the new Star Wars Thrawn book, Lesser Evil, is out today. I feel like those books are coming out all the time. How many different alternative uh, sequels to Thrawn are they going to make? I prefer the originals, the OGs myself. I have not listened to the newer ones. I believe Laura has said that they're not as good as the originals, but Laura, again, yep, sources. I can claim all kinds of sources, but if I can't really back them up, I got nothing. Uh, G-Man, again, thank you for that super chat. I appreciate it. Philly to Hobbit, Alan, thank you for the lemon donation over on DLive. Really do appreciate that a lot. Bruce, tag to say, here, the only time I wear a mask is when I go to a VA hospital appointment. Yeah, um, I, I don't wear one as often as I can. I, I can't think of a place other than there was a, a, a more recent mandate that was a temporary one put back in at schools, but that has luckily um, gone away. But again, uh, let's see. Glenn, uh, well, here, here's again, here's a comment. Glenn. At this point, it, it's really hard to say that. Again, it's it's not going to perform well domestically. People are ignoring the foreign numbers. Based off of the numbers after the second week, it's going to make somewhere between 400 and 460, 480, uh, 480 million dollars by the end of its run. So it's either going to lose around 30 million, 30, 40 million dollars or so. Or, no, it's going to lose either $50 million or it's going to make around 30 or $40 million. Um, and obviously, it could go one or the other in that. Yeah, Joey Horn, I agree, man. I've been glued to those streams as well. Uh, the new number two, Dean Heiss, says here, So does the news about Kathleen Kennedy make it official that she is definitely has dirt on several big wigs in Hollywood? That's the only explanation. No, again, that's not the only explanation. 
one of the best explanations that we have is the fact that she is a powerful executive. We don't have to like her. And, and we don't like her. But she's a powerful executive. She's been in the business for a long time. She's married to another powerful executive. She's friends with other powerful executives. So she has a lot of clout. We may not like that, but it's true. So again, I know that a lot of people like to try and go down that rabbit hole of, hey, what dirt does she have? Who is she? Look, it's fun to do that, right? It's, it's no doubt fun to do that. But we have a good, legitimate argument to understand why this nonsense is happening. All right? Kaylee D, what's going on? Welcome back. Daniel Thorne holding the fort down over on DLive. Appreciate it. Magnazerum, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, Cacao and Cookies Minion, welcome back to the chat. Jeremy Zakowski says, George Lucas shouldn't, uh, shouldn't sold Star Wars to Disney, and I'm sure he is regretting it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish the same thing. I wish the same thing. Then again, I think that if we're honest with ourselves, if we really rewind ourselves back in time when those prequels came out, a lot of people, not fans, when information was coming out about what he wanted to do with midichlorians came out, a lot of people were critical, if we're really honest with ourselves. So, yes, the, the, the heart grows fond when we have something else present, which is completely uh, nonsense and, and stupid and bad, right? Obviously, the Kathleen Kennedy era has been a terrible one for Star Wars, and it makes us long for the days of the prequels. But here's the thing. To try and act like we were fully supportive of George Lucas the entire time, it's just not accurate. Enough people abandoned him or criticized him enough where he was willing to let go of the property. And obviously, I think the prequels had a big impact on that. The reaction to the prequels as well. And I know there's prequel defenders out there. I know there's people who have been you know, defenders of his and have been by him the whole time. Again, clearly, clearly that is true. But there are still a lot of other people that didn't. Enough for them to be able, uh, enough, at least enough for him to be able to finally say, okay, I'm going to sell my brainchild, essentially. Laura says, oh my goodness, the Switch is expensive. Is it a console and a handheld? Yeah, it's a console, so you can have it on a TV and it plays games. It's a pretty powerful system, so it's able to play a lot of things. And uh, it is also a handheld as well. But it is pretty expensive. I agree. I It's the one thing that kind of always you know pushed, like I was always a little uh, about, was just how expensive it was. All right, 70B, what's going on? Welcome back. 70B, one of my Valks. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Alexandra, what's going on over on DLive? See, Zine Waters says, uh, have we heard from official sources she has been renewed? Again, uh, yes, yes we have. In fact, let me go ahead and pull up uh, the source that I have on this right now and dive into that before doing that to make sure Odyssey's okay. All right, so if I do fall behind in the chat, I do apologize. But anyway, here we go. From Screen Rant, Lucasfilm renews Kathleen Kennedy's contract through 2024. So, again, I'm not a fan of Screen Rant. However, it is one of those mid-tier sites. This is reporting on it. CBR is reporting on it. So, a lot of other mid-tier sites 
are reporting on this. This is not just in the we got this covered bin. So this this is, again, this has a lot more credibility to it. So Lucasfilm renews Kathleen Kennedy's contract to 2024. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy extends her contract with the studio for another three years, keeping her as president until at least 2024. And this is, of course, was put out yesterday. Says Kathleen Kennedy reportedly renews her contract with Lucasfilm through 2024. When Disney acquired Lucasfilm in 2012, George Lucas handpicked Kennedy to be the studio's new president, entrusting his old colleague to oversee a new wave of Star Wars and Indiana Jones projects. There's the other thing. Again, we can defend and and be supportive of George Lucas for what he gave us. He handpicked Kennedy. Gave her the reins. Not just did he sell it, he handpicked Kennedy. That in and of itself shows us, again, the type of influence that she has. That she was able to even convince George Lucas that she would respect his source material, that he would respect his properties. But obviously we know that's not the truth. Nearly a decade later, a slate of five Star Wars movies have been released. A plethora of Star Wars TV shows are coming through the pipeline, and Indiana Jones 5 is currently filming ahead of its 2023 release date. Yes, of course, with lots of injuries and delays, etc. Pretty much any project that she has been a part of while being at the head of Lucasfilm has been a massive disaster. Production errors and issues galore. Like, again, this, this, this is just irrefutable at this point. While there is a lot for viewers to look forward to, Kennedy's tenure has proven to be divisive amongst audiences for a variety of reasons. Um, yeah, you could say it that way. You could totally say it that way. Uh, as I had creative decisions made for the Star Wars sequel trilogy, splitting audiences, Lucasfilm has become rather infamous for behind-the-scenes turmoil, resulting in several filmmakers leaving the studio. Phil, in, Phil Lord and Chris Miller's shocking firing from Solo Star Wars Story is the most notable example. Yeah, after they had finished filming like 75-plus percent of the film, by the way. Terrible uh, money move there. But Lucasfilm was also part of ways with Josh Trank. Colin Trevorrow, and others. More recently, Patty Jenkins' Star Wars spinoff Rogue Squadron was delayed due to creative differences. This has caused some to believe Lucasfilm would be better off without Kennedy, but she is staying around. So even these more mid-tier shill sites are also starting to kind of indicate, hey, Kennedy's not that popular. In Matthew Maloney's news, uh, newsletter for Puck, hat tip Star Wars News Net, it's mentioned Kennedy's deal with Lucasfilm has been extended, keeping her in place as president until at least 2024. Read the relevant section in the space below. Kennedy has lots of good things happening at Lucasfilm, and I'm told she recently re-upped her deal for another three years. So again, Kennedy previously had her contract extended for three years back in 2018. Remember, this was denied. All of the so-called sources were saying that this was not going to happen, and it did. So before people start to kind of throw that around, let's just again remind people of history here. It's happened once before. She was handpicked by George Lucas. She clearly knows a lot of people. She clearly is connected with a lot of people. She herself is a very powerful producer. So again, this is coming from Screen Rant. Her contract has been re-upped. Okay, so I think even uh, Jeremy cut a video about this earlier saying, all right, <laughs> come on, <laughs> the information's out there. We, 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 need to, uh, we need to just accept it and move on, that they're, they're not learning, they're probably never going to learn, and they're just going to continue to destroy Star Wars. Mr. Roy, what's going on? Good sir, thank you for being here. Coliseum Builders, thank you for being in the chat, appreciate you. 
Um, let us see. Do, 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 do. Philly Dahabit Allen, thank you for the lemon donation over on DLive. Orange Eye Review says, oh, I ain't saying it's one way or the other with Kathleen Kennedy. I'm simply saying I want an official confirmation of one or the other. Sure, the smaller fish can report on it, but I will wait for a full confirmation. As I said, uh, this is a, a mid-tier fish, if we're talking about fish. So if you're waiting for the whale, you might be waiting for a little bit. Uh, but if you are fine with a, a nice uh, sea bass, pretty hearty meal there, this is a sea bass. Unlike the minnows, which is like the We Got This Covered. I can understand holding off on a We Got This Covered. No doubt about it. This, to me, obviously holds a little bit more weight to it. Of course, though, it's your channel. You can run it however it is that you want to. It is ultimately your choice. And I respect your choice. Alrighty then. Let us see. Laura, tag to say, sorry if this is redundant, but you should make a movies I want list. Um, yeah, I, I do have a wish list on Amazon. I do have an Amazon wish list. Someone had asked me to make one and I did make one. I, I don't know if that's in the Willow link or not. Um, but I might I might have to share that towards the end of the stream. Um, and obviously I need to be adding some some things uh, to this because uh, when I go through the 4Ks that, I, that I've been looking at, or at least the ones that I'm going to recommend, there's a couple that I don't have that I definitely want to uh, definitely want to keep my eye on for sure. All right. Let's see. Marby Dog. What's going on, Marby Dog? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Says, Kathleen Kennedy will never leave Disney Lucasfilm because she knows where the bodies are buried again. <laughs> I understand the sentiment. Or... Or she's a powerful executive with powerful friends and is well-liked amongst those persons. Again, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. It does not work like the real world does. They are the elitist. Rob D says, there's so many Thrawn books because it's the only thing Timothy Zahn uh, knows how to do. Ask EU fans how his other books like Scoundrels, Allegiance, and Choice of One were. Oh, interesting point there. Laura says, yeah, the new Thrawn trilogy was weak. They're doing another trilogy going back in time to when he was younger. They need to make they need to make heir to the Empire. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish that they decided, at, kind of like going back to the previous point about uh, Timothy Zahn and what he, what he creates... Yeah, I think that he needs to start to realize, okay, there's other stuff that I can and should do and uh, focus on that because you can get burnout on books too. <laughs> I feel like some people are already getting burnout on that. Sasha Neon says here, I wish I could survey international audiences to better understand why Shang-Chi had a weak reception with them, but Eternals is positively received. Still no interest ever seeing either myself. My guess would be the fact that it has so many different people in it. I mean, that is the only thing that could possibly make sense to me. But on the flip side, Eternals is flopping amongst domestic audiences, where Shang-Chi did well. And really, the only explanation for that is the marketing campaign that they geared towards Asian-American audiences, which clearly worked uh, for pandemic times especially. But yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good point about the international uh, audiences there. And yeah, they did not come out in droves to go see Shang-Chi. 
Uh, Zion Waters says here, regarding people not being fans of Lucas Lucas's direction, Lucas also let the EU exist, which Disney Lucasfilm isn't. Yes, again, there are things, obviously, that having Lucas still around would be great. But again, I think people are going to, I think people would be fooling themselves if they think that they would have been completely happy with a fully George Lucas universe. Maybe in comparison, I mean, take Disney out of the equation. If you honestly go back to what your thoughts are, were on Star Wars before the deal took place, the talk about the midichlorians, talk about all these other things that were being planned, a lot of people checked out. All right, a lot of people checked out. So I know that a lot of people try, and I'm not saying anyone in here is doing this, but I know some people like to like rewrite their own history, but I think what it mostly is is a reaction to Disney because there's no doubt about it that Disney has truly driven Star Wars into the dirt. There's no question about that. And I think one of the gravest offenses is, as you mentioned, the fact that the EU was essentially just nuked. But to try and say that everything would just be sunshine and roses if Lucas was allowed to just have full, complete control and none of this ever happening, again, I, I think that people would still have had issues. I really do. If, if I think we're being honest with ourselves. Andrew Hayes, by the way, Punk Waddle, saw you in the chat. I always have a friend of mine that claims the certain conspiracy theories are actually true. He always says, if you look into it, you'll see what I mean, yet he can't give me sources. Yeah, and again, um, if he's talking about the, the whole Kathleen Kennedy thing, again, it, it has not proven itself to be true. Again, someone was claiming the same thing back in 2018, and it didn't happen. She got her contract renewed. We're getting reports from, again, trustworthy sites here. I'm not saying good sites, but in comparison to we got this covered, trustworthy sites, Screen Rant, CBR, I think comicbook.com did one too. Again, I don't like the sites, but I'm not going to deny that they tend to be able to provide uh, good information. They don't have rumor attached to this at all. They, they say this is a report. And it would not surprise me if there is going to be a big fluff piece interview that we get in the coming weeks uh, with Kathy Kennedy giving like a sit down interview with Variety or with a Hollywood reporter about it. But here's the thing. And again, you may not like it, but it's true. She is a powerful executive with friends and she's married to one. And this is something that I think way too many of us are forgetting or choosing not to think of uh samurai vader speaking of switch do you do any gaming i do a little bit of gaming um wife and i have been playing a lot of mario party uh, all uh mario party superstars uh, a lot of fun a lot of fun to be had i will say this much though um the original game gave a lot more attention uh the first one that, that's the one i used to play n64 version but the original game gave a lot more attention to the amount of coins you collected and also the people who won mini games. What I really don't like about this new version is that if you don't put it on classic rules for extra stars, it rewards randomly 
and it only gives like a couple. So even though you can do a complete breakdown and see who was like the top in these different categories, it only gives extra stars in a couple of them. And sometimes it's the person that does really badly. Like the person who moves the least amount of space. Like it's it's the dumbest thing. It is the dumbest thing. And so it also makes it so that let's say you win all the uh, you win all the mini games and you can still lose. Like to me it's like no, winning the mini games should be the most important factor and the most important thing about about Mario Party, at least from my own perspective. Um so that's been my like my, my one issue with it, but it's still fun. Uh, Manuel Montavo, thank you very much. He says dot beard, thank you. I very much appreciate the love. Can you feel the love tonight? Yes, I can. Head back over to Honesty. The R says not only is Catholic County powerful and well connected, but no one wants to fire a woman in the age of inclusion, which is often a good thing, even when she's incompetent, which is bad. I think that's also a fair point to bring up. Again, I think. The fact that she knows a lot of people, the fact that she is a high power executive, that she has friends, she's married to one, I think that all of that plus, as you mentioned, firing a powerful female executive during this time would not look good. I think all of those things are better arguments than the, oh, she knows where the bodies are buried, or oh, she uh, slept around. Like Again, I think when we have better arguments, we should use them. If we're just doing it behind the scenes or just talking amongst, you know, uh, yeah, just, you know, kind of playing around, not taking it seriously. Okay, that's one thing. But to try and claim like, oh, this is the only reason. This is the only way. No, 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 no. Come on. We're better than that. Coliseum says here, Lucasfilm under Lucas was like the slugger who strikes out a lot. Yes, there were two good Star Wars films and three good Indiana Jones films, but there were a lot of suck underneath it. Two? What do you mean two? Are you are you are you trying are you trying to throw shade at Return of the Jedi? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? You broke my heart. You broke my heart, good sir. All right. Let's see. Slicer, and then we'll go to the next article. Slicer says, what if, big if, admittedly the contract extension has a proviso only giving her authority to finish Jones 5 and her power over Star Wars is ended? That would fit. Yeah, again, that's a big if, and it's it's just not going to happen. It's just not in the cards. All right, so at least we do have some good news, though. So in the midst of the news of... Kathleen Kennedy's contract being extended, which obviously we all agree is a terrible thing. But again, it, it's it's the reality of, of what's going on. We also have this bit of news, though, which is a good thing. Why Lucasfilm reportedly shelved Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movie trilogy. Ah, yes. The trilogy that we've been saying for a long time is never going to happen has now been reportedly shelved due to creative differences. Ah. What's interesting to me about this is that it was reported that Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson worked very well together. So, to me, this just comes across as an excuse of, yeah, but you know what? It was your film that really started the, like, you know, people will go back and say, well, I was, you know, I knew things were wrong from from The Force Awakens. And if you're one of those persons, good on you. You were able to read through all the nonsense. Congratulations. A lot of people didn't. I would say most people who are in the position that a lot of us are in now, um, 
thought, okay, Force Awakens, it's it's definitely derivative. It is definitely not the best thing I've ever seen. But, hey, it's got a lot of potential. I'm excited. It was clearly, and again, it's, it's a fact at this point, Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi was the most divisive of all the Star Wars films. Maybe not the worst. I really honestly think, you know, as much as I hate The Last Jedi... The Rise of Skywalker as a movie is just is just worse. Like as a as ugh, I, I just when you break it down objectively, it is just a worse movie. Now, which one was worse for Star Wars? Oh, clearly Ryan Johnson's because his was the one that sent it down the spiral path that had to lead to J.J. Abrams being brought back as a director to try and save it. And Lord knows, not only can he never finish anything, he is the worst person to put your trust and faith into. But with all that being said, to me, this reads more into a, hey, we're kind of admitting here that Ryan Johnson kind of destroyed Star Wars. Kind of was the, the really the, the beginning of the downfall, right? When you already had a few people that were like, eh, something's a bit of, uh, you know, something's a bit amiss here. This was the one. This was the movie that made a huge wave of people go, okay, wait a minute. There's, this is not Star Wars anymore. This is, this is just ridiculous. Like, this is just getting insane. So, anyway, this is also coming from Screen Rant. It says, Ryan Johnson's planned Star Wars movie trilogy has reportedly been shelved due to creative differences with Lucasfilm. In November 2017, one month before Johnson's Star Wars Last Jedi hit theaters, the studio announced that the director would oversee an entirely new film trilogy set in the Star Wars galaxy. Yes, a trilogy of movies, not just one, but a trilogy. While the project was greenlit without a full story pitch, the idea was it would be entirely separate from the Skywalker saga. Remember, uh, Broom Boy was uh, thought to be a main character. Exploring new characters and locations to further flesh out the franchise's canon. Over the past four years, there's been very little progress made on Johnson's trilogy. Well, yeah, because he was busy making other films and, yeah, got a sequel to Knives Out. Which, personally, I was not a fan of. However, can't deny... It did insane numbers at the box office compared to its budget. So, complete sense to me why it got greenlit for a sequel very quickly and why it's what's getting released in the next couple years, I think. But he's clearly moved on. And even though he's trolled the fans for a long time saying, oh no, it's still going on, it's still going on. Okay. We can now say, nope. It's done. It's been shelved. Thank the Lord. <laughs> not that any of us thought that this was actually going to happen, right? Not not to think that any of this was actually going to happen. Uh, see, fueled in part by divisive reactions to The Last Jedi, there have been numerous rumors that the project had been canceled. However, as recently as February 2021, Johnson assured his Star Wars trilogy was still in development. He chalked up the lack of concrete updates to his busy schedule. All's been quiet on the trilogy front since, and it could be because it's not actually happening anymore. Matthew Bellany's newsletter for Puck, Hat Tip, Den of Geek, details Lucas's, uh, Lucasfilm's issues with creative differences with the filmmaker sparked by Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie being delayed. Bellany writes about the status of the other Star Wars projects, noting similar incidents happened with Benioff and Vice. Yes, the destroyers of... Game of Thrones, and even Johnson. It also happened to Ryan Johnson, whose own planned tr trilogy was shelved. Unlike other creatives, Lucasfilm had a falling out with Johnson had experience with both of the studio and the Star Wars franchise. In the lead-up to Last Jedi, uh, Johnson spoke openly about the creative freedom he had. In his trilogy pitch, indicated he was excited to continue working with, this, uh, with Lucasfilm. It's interesting that creative differences would occur with him, especially since it seemed like Johnson was on the same page with the higher-ups. And again, I said the same thing. And I, I totally agree. That's why this one to me is, is a bit surprising. It is a bit surprising. But hey, we may have 
right? This terrible news. Lucasfilm, again, Kathleen Kennedy has been, has been extended to 2024. Shelved. Trilogy. All right. Let's get back to the chat. And once I catch up with the chat, we will then go through some 4K and Blu-ray deals that are set to come out that are already currently live. And I know that there are a lot of physical media collectors who follow the channel. And uh, so you've been waiting for that. Thank you for your patience. Nathan Slay, what's going on, bruv? Welcome back to the channel. Very much appreciate you being here. Also, a huge shout out, of course, to Tina and Steph, who are my amazing Valkyries. They're truly phenomenal. Doing a great job with the conversations tonight. Robert Frey, what's going on, bruv? Thank you very much for being here. Appreciate it. The Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. Hail to you. Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for being my friend. I don't know why Golden Girls always just pops into my head. Just pops into my head. 70B with the prayer hands. All right. Zion Waters comes in to say, Oh, I'm not saying I'd be sunshine and roses under Lucas, but I'd have still been allowed other stories to take place alongside his. Yes. But... Here's the thing. I honestly think if, again, if we're really being honest with ourselves, we would have a lot of similar issues. And here's the thing. Would not be surprised if we were, if we were putting up and some people were even back during the time before Lucas sold it saying, you know what, George, maybe you should put this in the hands of somebody else. Okay. I think if we're, if we're being honest, I think that that is definitely a road that a lot of people would have taken. All right, let's see. Dan Blackroyd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> welcome welcome to the channel, good sir. Interest, interesting name choice. Uh, let's see, Super Tag to say, the biggest problem with Star Wars is how divided the fan base is. But Izzy doesn't care. Like you said, Kathleen Kennedy is a big executive, and I think Star Wars hasn't failed hard enough financially for them to change. But that's just the thing, though. They don't care about any of these things as far as the financials are concerned, which, again, to us makes no sense because we understand that we need to have balanced budgets. We understand that we can't just build up and rack up a bunch of debt, right? We understand these things. On the other hand, we also don't really understand everything that goes into a major corporation. Where are they getting their money from? is a big question, right? How much money are they getting from all of these different marketing deals that they have? How much money are they now getting from their parks being reopened? How much money are they getting from a wide variety of other locations? We don't know that either, right? We don't really know that. We can look at financial reports, but let's be honest, they're only going to tell us part of the story. But we lack that information. So again, I think that there's that disconnect there because they don't know what it's like in the real world where you have to be held accountable for your mistakes and your failures. And then we don't know what it's like in Hollywood land. And you know what? I think that in the end we're, we're, we're kind of in a better position because I'm, I'm kind of happy that I, I don't know what that world is like. Robbie says that's how Nintendo gamers are now Odin Mario Kart. Wii was the game where Nintendo decided anyone can win at Mario Kart. Um, you see, that's the thing though, is I don't think Mario Kart is the same. Mario Kart, uh, to me makes a lot more sense 
because even though there is in the sense of the power-ups and 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 like the weapons you can use in that game right a way to like screw things up i do think that there is a bit more excitement with it and i think that skill still plays a role in that game as well when it comes to mario party it's like it's such a slower paced game and then it's just it just randomly chooses winners at the end right so at least with mario kart even if you get a red shell during like the last lap you can still make that up right so i, I think that's kind of like you know where my mindset is with that like i definitely i can see why there's some similarities there but I definitely think that there's there's a lot of differences. Let's see, Marble Dog says Return of the Jedi was a B plus. Ewok scenes were brutal. Uh, yeah. If you if you did not think the Ewoks were cute, then yes, I thought they were adorable. Uh, Joey Horn, who's a member, says Imagine Return of the Jedi with Wookies instead of Ewoks. That way, George originally envisioned. Oh yeah, that that would have been awesome. That could have been pretty badass. Hardwick, in your opinion, is ready or not somewhat reminiscent of early Tim Burton? Uh, I don't know enough of early Tim Burton, but I, what I can say is of any Tim Burton, no. I, I, I didn't get a Tim Burton vibe uh, from that. But again, I don't know specifically you said early Burton. I don't know what you mean by early Burton. I, I'm just not getting a Burton vibe at all. If you mean like Batman, no, I did not get that vibe. Punk Waddle, all I have said before is uh, it is business. And they are higher executives that have ties and while they still want to make money, they won't just cut someone until they double down enough times. Yeah, that's what they right? They're they're friends, right? They're friends, and they can also afford to lose money. We can't. That that's why it's it's hard for us to better understand, right? Because we know that if we make mistakes, we pay for them. Whereas these insane executives who live in this fantasy realm, who don't live in the real world, who live these pampered lives, have no idea about cost, have no idea about the ramifications of, of decisions. Because as we've just seen, the fact that Kathleen Kennedy has had her contract extended now twice, an extra six years added on, when all we can see is clear failure, the only thing I can think of the only thing financially that I can think of that could potentially have been the saving grace, at least this time, for Kathleen Kennedy is Baby Yoda. Not the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda. Because, again, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, no one can deny that Baby Yoda was a huge merchandise hit. One that clearly they were not ready for. Remember the fact that they didn't have like any merchandise ready. They can claim, oh, well, we didn't want to do that because we didn't want to spoil anything. No, they they just weren't ready for it. They didn't think it was going to be as successful as it was. But we know that it was incredibly successful. We know that, and I mentioned this to my wife the other day, more people know about Baby Yoda than have seen The Mandalorian. That's just, that's just a fact. There are more people who know, the, who know who Baby Yoda is, know who Grogu is, than... And again, they're not even, they don't even know who they don't even know that his name is actually Grogu, but they know Baby Yoda. That might be the only thing I could think of that that could have been a huge, again, a massive financial success for uh, for Disney Star Wars to make any type of amends. And sometimes that's all you need to keep people on your good graces. 
Zion Water says, I was 100% one who knew the Disney trilogy wasn't going to be good because they reset their setting back to the status quo. It couldn't be good when they undid all of the old, uh, all of the original trilogy characters' victory. Again, Zion Waters, again, you're, you were one of the few. All right? If we're, if we're just going based on numbers, the vast majority of people, the vast majority of people enjoyed The Force Awakens when it first came out. And we're excited. Yes, there were issues. Yes, there were questions. But for the most part, people were just so excited to have Star Wars back. It wasn't until The Last Jedi when people were like, okay, oh, all right. Now, not only is this movie just really taking things too far, but now I'm starting to see even more so the issues and errors in the first film. So, again, I almost feel like the, uh, <laughs> I almost feel like going, uh, what's his name? Christian Bale on you. Well, good for you. Good for you. You knew. Good for you. Uh, Rob T. Much love to you, Zion. Uh, the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker are equally screw-ups. Last Jedi tanked the franchise. Rise of Skywalker came out two years ago, and they're still retconning it through books and comics. Yeah, it's just, again, it's just a terrible film on every single level. It just it's, it's awful. Laughably so. Zion says, perhaps Lucasfilm is throwing the fans a bone by firing Ryan but keeping Kathleen Kennedy. It could be. Or it also is, again, I feel like I'm repeating myself now. It could also just be the fact that she's a powerful executive with a lot of friends and she was never going anywhere. And the Ryan Johnson stuff is just, again, another one of the many signs that Lucasfilm is just a giant train wreck. 70B. I have a feeling you and Freya may be getting good news for Christmas. I have ESPN. What? I know you meant you have ESP, but good news for Christmas. What good news am I getting for Christmas? I don't know. I don't know what this means. I do not know. I'm very confused. Um, let's see. Alrighty. Okay, let me check over with my Odyssey fam real quick. R's doing fine over there. Perfect. All right, so let's go into the last story, uh, which, of course, is is not really a story, but more so, uh, hey, we got movies that are on sale right now. So let me start off with the Amazon deals. Most of these are the same on uh, Best Buy as well. Uh, but let me go ahead and hide that real quick. All right, so as you know, Black Friday, if you are a fan of anything... Um, Physical media related, it is a great time. It is a great time uh, to be able to pick up a lot of things on physical media. What's really cool is the fact that you're getting a lot of pretty solid films on 4K uh, available. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Stephanie. No, there's. I, I, let me. I don't know who is saying what, but there's. Like, let me just say for the record that that is not something that. That is on the cards. That, that, that is not on the radar. <laughs> if that happens, it'll be a incredibly big surprise. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know why you're trying to trying to distract me with that. Because it's not again, it'd be a big surprise to me. Anyway, 
Uh, right now, we got some pretty awesome 4K titles available. So obviously, you can see right from this page right here, got tons of deals. And uh, obviously, if you want to look at these yourself, you can go to Blu-ray.com. And you can, you know, again, set this to Amazon. It'll show you all the ones on Amazon. Again, you can kind of see the ones that are currently available. I've opened up the ones that I'm most, I'm personally most interested in myself. Ooh, there's another one I'm going to go ahead and open up as well. Um, but again, you can find this for yourself. Tons of films. Again, 4K titles for 10 bucks. some even less than $10. And if you know anything about 4K titles, you should know that a 4K for $10 or less is is about as good as you're going to get. I think $7.99 is about the lowest that I typically see any 4K title. And uh, again, you got some pretty good stuff uh, going on in in these deals right now. So again, Amazon, the great thing about, of course, this website of Blu-ray.com is you can set it to uh, not just that. You can also set it to Best Buy as well. So again, a lot of the same deals, but there's also a lot of uh, films that are uh, out of uh, out of stock on Amazon, and so they're only available on here. So you got tons of options here as well. Uh, what I'm really hoping for is when we actually get to Black Friday, I'm hoping for some 4K Steelbook deals because obviously the 4K deals are great, but you all know I'm I'm a big Steelbook guy. I like my 4K Steelbooks. So anyway. Tons of stuff available. Let me go through some of the ones that I think are some of the best. Uh, so you got here right now the Alfred Hitchcock's Classics Collection, $35. So you get Rear Window, Vertigo, Psycho, and The Birds all for $35 on 4K. So that's four films. You get the 4K, the Blu-ray, and the digital code. So again, for collectors out there, you get tons of options with this. You get a digital code version, you get the Blu-ray and the 4K for this, $35. So that means per film, you're paying less than $10 per film. So if you don't already own these films, I would say I'd recommend it. Rear Window, Vertigo, Psycho, solid films. Birds, I know a lot of people like them as well, uh, or like that film as well. I get a little bit too... I get a little too um, freaked out by that movie. So I won't recommend that one. Not to say that it's not good, but for this deal, again, less than $10 per film, pretty darn good. Uh, the Green Knight, again, as you all know, I was a pretty big fan of this film. This film is actually like a, a big seller right now, uh, $10 on 4K. So if you've been wanting to give it a shot, uh, you can get it on 4K. comes with the Blu-ray as well for $10. Uh, also, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So typically when there's these 4K sales, you also get the catalog titles on sale too. So a all-time classic Gene Wilder Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory on 4K, $10 right now as well. Again, a lot of these films will probably still be available on Black Friday, but again, a lot of these sales are early here too. As you can see, this one's been picked up by a lot of people. As it says right here, it's going to ship in one to two months. So some of these films are on back order. Uh, I was a big fan of A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, currently on sale on 4K for $11. So for a film that came out this year, that's a pretty darn good deal, and it's a it's a darn good film. Uh, Gattaca. This is one that is on my list of ones to get. Uh, Gattaca is a phenomenal movie. Deals a lot with uh, some moral questions as far as genetic engineering is concerned. And actually was referenced in one of my classes uh, earlier this week. And uh, I was happy to hear that one of the students had actually seen Gattaca already. Uh, anyway, this film, Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman uh, are, are stars of the film. 
And if you've never seen it before, I highly recommend it. And if you pick this one up, it's 10 bucks. You get the 4K, you get the Blu-ray, and you get a digital copy as well. So again, Gattaca, this is one that I'm probably going to be picking up in the next uh, uh, next couple of days because probably picking up several copies of some of these to, to try and give them away too because again, Gattaca, fantastic. The Fifth Element on 4K for $10. If you've never seen that one before, this is the 20th anniversary edition 4K for this movie. Again, uh, a classic film, lots of fun, 4K title available for ten bucks. Uh, another film from this year on sale right now. Nobody again. One of my all. This is one of my favorite films to come out this year with Bob Odenkirk. You can get it right now for ten dollars on 4K. Again, great deal on a 4K title here, and also you have Blade available as well for ten dollars on 4K. Also, 4K, Blu-ray, digital, all that stuff. So you got tons of films that are available. Again, there's others that I did not even mention. Uh, as far as the ones that are on Best Buy that at one point were available on uh, Amazon and might be available again, Shawshank Redemption on 4K is available for $10 right now. So you save 16 on that. Uh, again, Shawshank, one of the greatest films of all time. Uh, solid, solid film, no doubt about it. Um so again, I would recommend that. And then this next one is not really a sale, but it is one that I just got in the mail today. And I do want to say that just for the Steelbook cover alone, I think it's worth buying. And that is Ron for $20 on 4K Steelbook. Again, not on sale because it just came out today. It's a brand new release. But oh man. This thing is beautiful. If you don't see it very well, don't worry. I, I got my own copy that I'm about, I'm about to pull up. But also, I've been uh, it's been confirmed that uh, Lionsgate's going to send me a, a, my own copy of this as well. So I'll be able to give away a copy of this. Uh, ran by Kira Kurosawa, uh, one of the one of the best Kurosawa films. I I believe one of the later films of his career. Uh, and also, apparently, I'm going to be getting Terminator 2 on 4K Steelbook as well. Which hey, look at that. That's a pretty awesome cover right there, even though it's probably going to have the same transfer issues that the other ones have had in the process. But anyway, those are some of the deals currently going on. And again, Blu-ray.com, great uh, site to be able to use to track that. But as I did say, I have my own copy of it. Look at this, man. This is freaking awesome. Look at that artwork. And I don't know what's been in the water at Best Buy, but if this is the way they're going to do all of their future Steelbook releases, I am totally sold. Because they have been doing this now for a couple of releases. And it's this clear slipcover for the Steelbook. And it has artwork underneath it. And what I love about this one is those red eyes right there, it's not a part of the slipcover. It's underneath it. So this thing is just freaking gorgeous. So again, this is Ron by Akira Kurosawa on 4K Steelbook. So you can get this for uh, $20 right now. So Lionsgate partnered up with Studio Canal. I know that there, was, there were issues with some transfers, I think, of the original Blu-ray that Studio, Studio Canal had done. But this is a, uh, a re-release through Lionsgate. So what my hope is, I've not been able to actually test it because it just came in today. I've been trying to digitize it, but newer films, sometimes it can't digitize right away because of just the software program. Uh, but I would say, again, you get the Blu-ray on this one as well. 
It also comes with a special feature called Ran the Restoration. So it looks like you get a little uh, short film that goes through the process by which they restored it. It also comes with a digital copy as well. But this thing, again, not only is it a phenomenal, not only is it a phenomenal Kira Kurosawa film, it's, uh, again, anytime that he adapts anything from Shakespeare, he does it better than Shakespeare. I, I stand by that. This is King Lear in 16th century feudal Japan. And again, phenomenal freaking love this movie and this ah i'm very excited if you could not tell about it um so (laughs) very 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 excited uh that i'll be getting another copy and then i'll be able to give that away all right let's head back into the chat for a final round of chats uh odyssey fam thank y'all for staying around and smash that uh rather light up that fire button over there all right, let us see. Uh, t- uh, Philly the Hobbit, thank you for the lemon donation over on DLive. Very much appreciate that. You are awesome. See you when the next tag comes in. Let's see, Hardwick says George Lucas wasn't the only one to make a mistake by selling to Disney. Uh, Ike Perlmutter also let Bob Iger convince him to sell Marvel to Disney and likewise got bitten by the decision. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people, a lot of people fell into it. What I will say the difference is, though, is that Perlmutter was clearly taking the MCU in a very good direction, a very positive direction. And we saw some elements of that even in the Disney era as well. Some of those elements were able to carry over. But obviously, as time has gone on and as Disney has gotten um, more control and more push in the in the vision, right, uh, more autonomy and obviously more politicization in their storytelling, we've started to realize, okay, even more so just how terrible of a decision that truly is. So yeah, I, I think that that's absolutely another uh, good shout there. Uh, emotionally exhausted. Thank you very much for uh, being in the chat tonight. See you, Rob D. Thanks for tagging at Odin. Again, if you have a comment or a question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, no matter what platform you're watching on. And uh, I'll be able to highlight it and uh, read your comment. Unless, of course, you're a member on YouTube, in which case one of the perks of being a member is that you don't have to worry about tagging. And, of course, you can super chat or you can donate via Streamlabs. Again, you can find a link to those in the description of the video and help support the channel that way. Rowdy says, I remember when The Mandalorian was coming out, people were dying to know if The Mandalorian was Boba Fett, Joda, Joda Cast, or uh, uh, Jaster Mariel. Then they watched it and saw Baby Yoda. Yeah, exactly. And guess what? <laughs> the fact is a lot of people ate that up, myself included. I think Baby Yoda's adorable. Ah, oh, man. Let's see. Forever Sci-Fi, who is a member, says, Now I have an urge to watch Bale versus O'Reilly. Nice. Frank DeLuca, what's going on? Kara Tharp says, I now regret seeing Episode 7 when it came out. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think a lot of us do. I think a lot of us uh, regret a lot of um, modern day Star Wars and actually having it in our brains. 70B says, it means what it means. And again, I, I just I don't quite understand. I don't quite understand. Hardwick says, who do you think would play a better Joker, Michael Keaton or Christian Bale? I don't like either of them for Joker. Um, I guess I'd go with Bale only because Bale is more proven as a, I don't want to say character actor, but 
as far as like going method with his portray like going method with his uh portrayal i i just think that he would commit to the character more than keaton would um but i i really don't like either uh and also rob d a lot of those 4ks also came with their blu-ray and the digital copy code so i would say hey if it's on sale and it's a movie you want to get you can get it and then eventually when you do get 4k because that's the direction that that we're kind of going in uh you'll have it You'll have it available. A lot of love being shown there to Gattaca. Yeah, it's a phenomenal film. Makes it makes you ask a lot of questions. The film that I uh, might even show my students uh, after I pick it up. Again, another reason to pick it up is because I don't have it. Um, at least I don't think I have it. Let me glance over at my wall of films because... No, no, no. I did. I did pick it up on Blu-ray. So I do have the Blu-ray of it, but obviously... This is the 4K version, and then it means that I'd be able to give the, the, the Blu-ray copy away. Um, but no, it's a phenomenal film, and it deals with, again, a lot of great moral issues and moral questions. So, uh, let's see. Zion Waters says, do they have Lord of the Rings Hobbit on those 4K deals? Uh, so, when I was looking through it, I, I thought I saw it pop up towards, uh, like, the end. I think it was the Amazon listing. But it, it's not. I don't personally think it's it's worth what they have it. Yeah, right now it's fifteen percent off. So for the ultimate collector's edition, it's two hundred and thirteen dollars. Personally, I don't think it's worth it because if you already bought the four K set, I have the four K steelbook set of Lord of the Rings. There's nothing new. Uh, as far as, uh, to my knowledge, there's nothing new as far as special features on this extended edition uh, set, I don't think. Um, all that you're getting are the Hobbit films, which, let's be honest here, the Hobbit films are not very good. Um, let's see. Yeah, According to this listing, it says, Middle Earth Ultimate Collector's Edition, 31 discs include theatrical and extended versions of all six films on 4K, newly remastered Blu-ray, and exclusive special features Blu-ray. Okay, so you do get that. You also have a digital code for all the films, a 64-page booklet, seven travel poster art cards. So, again, uh, that might be what some people like. I, I don't want The Hobbit. I don't want The Hobbit. I don't like those movies. If it was just the Lord of the Rings films in a set like that, I'm all over it. Let's see. Hannibal Grimm says, Fosty, 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 what's going on, bruv? What's going on, bruv? What's going on? Uh, Chris from the 80s, welcome to the chat. Let's see. Rob D says standard Blu-ray feels so obsolete whenever I look at these 4K deals. Um, well, here's the thing too, though, is that Blu-ray deal. See, Blu-ray deals are also pretty great. Standard Blu-ray, you can get a lot of them for like five bucks now, and those that's a great price to put. Pr- and here's the other thing too: the difference between DVD and Blu-ray is more vast than the difference between Blu-ray and 4K. So even though many people will swear by 4K being infinitely better than Blu-ray, though I again I argue that there is an improvement of quality and you have things like HDR and other things. What I will say is that it's not as big of a difference 
as moving from a DVD to a Blu-ray. Like that's it's night and day there. Whereas with the 4K, it, it's more of like you're moving from twilight into evening. So it's like there's a change, there there's a difference, but it, it's not nearly as vast. If that makes any sense. Alrighty then. Getting close to the end here. Super says, I didn't know uh, sales started this early. I thought only Criterion did that. Do you know if Best Buy, Amazon are all running sales until Black Friday? Need more time before I start spending. Uh, so as I said, a, a lot of them are starting early, right? Uh, Best Buy has been doing this, you know, uh, Black Friday price guarantee thing, right? So uh, they, you know, if the price gets lower, we'll refund the difference. So basically, if you buy something now that's on sale and they decide to drop it even more uh, before the, you know, before Black Friday or on Black Friday, they will refund you the difference is, is kind of their, uh, their big play right now. So again, totally up to you on that one. Um, but it does seem to be the case that they are offering um, these Black Friday deals. Again, 4Ks are not going to really go below $10. Like eight to ten dollars for four Ks is is a pretty standard. We have not really seen a lot of four Ks go below that standard. Um, Blu-rays you can get and find typically uh, on Black Friday, especially you can find a lot of Blu-rays for as little as like three to five dollars. So I would say yeah, I would say that these prices are pretty much locked in. Now, will there be more available? I think so. Stephanie B, you're correct. I do love my steelbooks. That is a very, very accurate statement. A very accurate point. Harvick says, The YouTube channel Storytellers is a video called The Real Meaning of a Baby Yoda, which makes a compelling case that The Mandalorian Season 1 is a retelling of The Legend of St. Christopher. I don't really buy that. You can kind of argue anything. I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. feel like that's a bit of a stretch. Because you can make a compelling argument about a lot of things does not make it true or even realistic. He then says, by early Tim Burton, I meant roughly from the time of Beetlejuice and before up to Sleepy Hollow, especially Beetlejuice, though. Yeah, no, I know that, that I would absolutely say no. It, I don't think it had a Tim Burton vibe to it at all. Forever Sci-Fi says, possibly I'm playing on my PS5 as I listen in. Oh, you actually have one. Well, what do you know? Uh, any recommendations on 4K players or at least brands as Zion Waters? Uh, yeah, you have to go with the main brands. I know that, you know, people typically like, I'm one of them, likes to find uh, kind of like those those nice cheaper deals. But you're going to want to go with main brands. Uh, Sony, of course, is is very well known for for creating good products. You you can't really go wrong with places like Sony or LG, right? Any of the major uh, major brands. There's going to be a lot of televisions on sale. That's one of the areas where I'm I'm looking because if there's one thing that I really need, it's like not need. It's one of the things that I was I'm really interested in. It's actually getting like a legitimate 4K TV cuz I have a 4K TV, but it's like a high sense first generation 4k which can't even play my 4k discs <laughs> so i have a legit 4k player but it, it, the 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 tv can't actually handle it you know it, it's like i've tried the cables i've tried getting like legit 60 dollar cables so just to see if it was that so it's a tv so that's one thing that i've been i've been looking at um of, of trying to get into um but 
I, I've been wanting to save up for one of the OLEDs from LG, which unfortunately are incredibly pricey. Uh, very rarely go on sale, or when they are on sale, they they just already cost so much that it's it's still it's like oh it's on sale. It still costs you an arm and a leg. Oh okay. Um, so that that's one of the things that I've been looking into. But it looks like a lot of those are already on sale um, currently as far as the TVs are concerned. But yeah, as far as the actual players are concerned, yeah, going with uh, Samsung, LG, Sony, uh, you can't, can't really go wrong with, with those typically. Um, I would say this though, there are tons of YouTube reviews of so many products. Look at every review you can, and that is the best way to do any research on it. Don't just take my word for it. So maybe says, I told you I have a ESPN. Uh, these are things I get looks, see into the future. It's just, but it's just, no, but just no, it's no. <laughs> Harwick, I keep getting drive and baby driver mixed up, but they're incredibly different films. How do you get them mixed up? They're not anything similar other than the title. That's like the only thing. Yeah. Liger. Damn right. Super. No problem at all, man. Hopefully that helps. Uh, Rob D says Blu-rays for $5 on Black Friday, unless it's Disney Blu-ray. Then it's, yeah, Disney Blu-rays very rarely go on sale, but even those do. The issue with the Disney Blu-rays that go on sale is one, you're still buying from Disney and two, they tend to go out very quickly. Uh, Punk Waddle. I'm a fan of Samsung TVs. Always made me proud. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of great things about the Samsung. And the reason why I, I haven't pulled the trigger on the Samsung and I've been waiting out on the OLED is because you all know I do my podcast with John Flickinger. I actually have a new episode of that. So if you uh, like conversations about movies and just nerdy stuff and you like John Flickinger, uh, become a member of the Keeper of the Bifrost level and you can see that uh, uh Again, I recommend going to Locals. I recommend uh, Patreon, Subscribestar. Get access to, again, uh, tons of variations of the show. There's a video version of the show. There's an audio version of the show. Recommend listening to it. But he always is like, nah, bro, you, you gotta do OLED. Um, now, I know that there are other companies like Sony that are diving now into OLED. I know that Samsung's whole thing is the whole QLED thing or QLED thing. But... Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. He's kind of sold me on OLED. Uh, Zinewater says, LG 4K players and TV was what I was looking at. Do the players come with cables? Typically, yeah. Typically, if you're going to buy those, it comes with cables. Um, I, I'm not aware of ones that don't come with at least one. But yeah, if anyone does have recommendations for Black Friday sales as far as uh, TV is concerned, again, you can hit me up uh, on the Discord server, which is awesome. You can find a link to the Discord server in the pinned link or at the top link of the video description. Anyway, uh, we are at time, everybody. So thank you all very much for being in the chat tonight. Hopefully you had a lot of fun. G-Man says, I have an OLED TV. It doesn't make the shows any better. It doesn't make the shows any better, that's for sure. But if you're watching, again, a 4K movie on a 4K OLED, uh, I, I've just heard it's magic. As as John Flickinger says, right, it's magical and mystical. So I want to be able to experience that magical and mystical experience. Uh, but anyway, I just want to give a huge shout out, of course, to Tina and Steph, who are my amazing 
uh, mods as always for the amazing work that they do. Uh, thank you to everyone else for being in the chats tonight, hanging out. Uh, Mr. Dragon Bane came into the chat. Thank you for the hyper chat over there. Says the Hobbit films could have been good, but someone decided to get blatant money grab. They turned it into an ass load of bloat. I totally agree, one hundred percent. And that's why, yeah, you might have some sales going on that include that set. I don't want the set. No, thank you. So anyways, Rapupis, you have a great night. Punk Waddle, Rob D, Liger fans, Old Assassin, Gripper Turbo, all the people. Thank you very much. Reed coming in at the very end with a $20 donation via Streamlabs. Reed, thank you so very much for using Streamlabs because YouTube don't get none of it. it. says, excuses are tools of incompetence used to build monuments of nothing. Thomas J. Smith. Mostly we hear why failures are the caused are caused by others, never themselves. Agree. Absolutely. Absolutely, Reed. Um, again, people typically like to push it off, right? I was saying, oh, I was wrong, but not my fault. Um, but yeah, always take responsibility for actions. You know, I, I we're all imperfect, right? We all make mistakes, and as long as we own up to those mistakes to the best of our ability. That is what we're all called for. But anyway, I did just want to, again, thank everyone for being here tonight. It always does mean a lot to have a lot of these fun conversations. Hopefully, you're able to pick something up as far as what's going on with Lucasfilm. And also, hopefully, you're able to find out about some really awesome uh, 4K and Blu-ray deals. Again, I'll obviously be uh, paying attention to that as well. I might make another dedicated video uh, as well looking into some of the other deals that are going on. And obviously, as more deals become available, I will let you all know. But I do recommend not only, again, Blu-ray.com. Blu-ray.com has a mobile app on Android and on iOS. It's called My Movies. If you just look up in the App Store, My Movies, it's it's the same thing, only it's in mobile. It's addicting. If Again, so if, if you're someone where maybe you shouldn't have it, maybe you shouldn't. But it keeps you up to date with any of the deals going on on 4K, on Blu-ray, on Steelbook. You can set it to Amazon, to Walmart, to Best Buy, whatever it is that you uh, like buying from. You can set it to that. And uh, and again, uh, it's a great way of keeping track of those things. And you can even pick movies where you're like, hey, you know, I want to track this film. Let me know. Notify me when it drops below this price. And so if you have a price that you're not willing to go over, you can actually set that in the app itself. So again, My Movies is the app there. Um, but anyway... You guys are great. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Luca Illich, I think is the name. Uh, he came a member at the Keeper of the Bifrost level on YouTube just the other day, and I have not updated the uh, shout out video at the end that has all of the other YouTube members. But anyway, thank you all so very much for being here this evening. You're all amazing, beautiful people. Again, shout out to Tina and Steph for being phenomenal. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Have a, a wonderful rest of your week. Please uh, keep uh, people who are on trial this week in your prayers. Please also keep uh, the U.S. Catholic bishops in your prayers as they need a lot of help right now, a lot of inspiration. And uh, I will, of course, be praying for you. And during this month of November, uh, it is the month where we remember those that we have lost. And so we pray for all the faith that departed as well. And so, again, I will pray for you. Please pray for me. Have a wonderful night, everybody. And as always, God bless.
And now for a huge shout out to all of my November Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Starting first off with Patreon, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Dolores Ed, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob the Juice, JC, Jeffrey Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura the Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. And a shout out to my Subscribestar members, UAB, Mad Dog, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J, Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, and J Rod, the Beer Guru, and of course, ZK man, thank you very much for supporting me over there. And to my three supporters over on locals.com, Kara Tharp, Bifford a Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. And if you want your name shout out at the end of every live stream and every video I do on the channel, check out that top link in the description below to find out how to sign up to the various levels that exist, including the most basic level where you get a shout out, the secondary level, the Army of Asgard, where you get that, plus access to a giveaways exclusive server where I give away things like 4Ks and Blu-rays and digital codes. All kinds of stuff, a lot of fun. You then also have the Keeper of the Bifrost level where you get all that stuff plus access to an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. You get to ask us questions and you get also access to that and the entire library of podcast episodes that we have done. And then there is, of course, the Chosen of Valhalla level where not only do you get all of that, but also in your first month, you get a t-shirt of your choice and sent to you anywhere in the world. Of course, just let me know your size and the color option that you want. It'll be sent to you that first month. And also you get to be featured on the once a month chosen of Valhalla live stream where we have a ton of fun talking about movies and projects and all kinds of stuff pretty much anything that the chosen wants to talk about is on the table so if any of that sounds interesting to you check out that top link you're all amazing and beautiful people hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and as always god bless